My rock, my shield, my cornerstone. 
Let's sing that one more time. Hope is rising. Let's just declare this. It's a new day, isn't it? And hope is rising like the sun. The old is gone. The old is gone. The new has come. And I fix my eyes on Christ alone. He's my rock, my shield, my cornerstone. And we sing, God is so good. God is so good. Oh, God, He is so good. He is so good. Come on, let's sing this out and make a joyful noise.
Stir 
Bethesda and his name is Jesus. Come on. Let the healing water stir. Let the healing water stir. Let the healing water stir. Come on. Did anybody just feel faith rise up in your spirit? If, if you did, just, just lift up your hands. We're going to do something as the family of God here. Just begin to go and uh, reach out to your neighbor that's standing right next to you. Ask if you can put your hand on them and ask them if there's anything that they need this morning from the Lord. I feel from the very first testimony that our sister shared about dropping off four medications, I feel like someone's going to walk out of here this morning and there's not going to be any need for medication. And there's, a, there's a healing anointing here for breakthrough. We just want to take a moment and sit in that
Well, amen. You know, I was going to re- quote this, but I, I didn't. But you know, you remember that song, Our God is an Awesome God? Rich Mullins, he died. He was 41 years old. Was it the 80s, 70s? When did he die? I don't know. 90s. He died in 90s. But anyway, remember the words of this song. When he rose up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. And America doesn't know a God like this. We've been told that God's some little wimpy thing. You know, he's a God of love and justice. There's the goodness of God and the severity of God. And he says, our God, you know, maybe that's why the enemy knocked Rich Mullins off. I don't know. It says, and the Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very close. So you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Judgment and wrath he poured out on Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. I hope that you've not too, hope you've not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. But I'm telling you, if America has forgotten... If the church is forgotten, that's where we ought to go. The church is forgotten. God's going to show the church he's an awesome God. I want you to go with me to John chapter 17. Okay. First one, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hours come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, 
the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I've glorified you on the earth. I've finished the work which you've given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I've manifested your name to the men whom you've given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. And I've given to them the words which you've given me. And they've received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you've given me, that for they are yours. Say, I'm, I'm his. Say, I'm, I belong to him. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I'm glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you've given me that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you, you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture would be fulfilled. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. They had a lot of joy in Germany, didn't they, Shirley? I was going to take video, but I didn't want to in any way be disrespectful, you know, but we could have. But I'm telling you, there was an eruption of joy. And it's really, really good. All right, verse 14. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them. Because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. You've sent me into the world. I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they all also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you've given me, I've given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I and them and you and me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them, and you've loved me. Father, I desire they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you've given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name. And will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Now let me just pray, and then I'm going to just point out about nine things. Lord, we thank you for your presence here. God, thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit, whom you've given us, Lord, just a down payment of the inheritance that we will receive. And we honor you. We, we just pray, God, open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is praying, it says in verse 1 through verse 5, prays for himself, then he prays for his disciples, then he prays for all believers. Do you know that Jesus prayed for you? If he prayed for you, what do you think the odds are 
I don't know if the odds is a great word to use in a message, but it could be. What's the chance that his prayer is going to be answered if he prayed for you? It's a good chance, a good probability that whatever Jesus prayed, it's just like when he taught us to pray. He said, pray the kingdom of God come, the will of God be done. How many of you think there's probably a 100% chance that's going to happen? The kingdom of God is coming through us. Because the kingdom is in us. Not with the church down the street, people looking, who's got the kingdom? Where's the kingdom? The kingdom is within, but the kingdom is coming through us. The, the key is the will of God. The will of God will be done through a people that surrender to the will of God. You know, one of the hardest prayers for us to pray is, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I was thinking about Teal this morning. God, how hard that is. The will of God. Lord, nevertheless, not my will. We, you know, we're good at praying our own will, but God, thy will be done. Regardless. And let God take care of it. He's a good God. He's not going to fail us. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, let's look at some prayers that he prayed regarding you and me that are going to be answered. And the first one isn't found in verse 2. He says, as you've given, as you've given him authority over all flesh. Now that's good to know in this hour. Jesus has all authority. Not some senator or congressman or woman. Jesus has all authority on the earth. That he should give eternal life to as many as, as you have or have given him. So the first prayer that he prayed for us, that he would give us eternal life. Now what does John 10.10 say? The thief comes to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. I'm not going to go into great detail because I hadn't read it yet. But I ordered it by the grace of God. Now that I'm talking about it, I guess I'll read it. Because, you know, Ephesians says some things, you know, we're to expose the hidden works of darkness. But it's, it's kind of not even that much fun reading about it. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense? But we're still to expose it. So we need to know the plans of the enemy. I ordered this book. <laughs> What's the name of it? It's, it's by Saul Alinsky, Rules for Radicals. Because I've been hearing people talk about it. I wanted to see for myself what's on the front cover, or actually in the front section of that book. And what I looked at, I saw the points. It was like the playbook of modern politicians and political movements in America today. Anyway, right in the front, in the forward, it said, this was Saul Alinsky, former president, actually, I understand, taught the Alinsky model and the community, or anyway, it's, oh, I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm going to because it's, it's there and we're to expose the works of darkness. But on the front cover, it talks about this book is dedicated to the first radical. You know who the first radical was? Lucifer. It's in the book. And there are people following a book that was dedicated to Lucifer. And I don't even want to call him Lucifer. That's his name before he fell. He's Satan. He's a defeated foe. Jesus rose triumphant over the devil. But there are people today following the playbook. In fact, a lot of stuff that was happening during the Supreme Court hearings was right out of the playbook of Saul Alinsky. Now, I'm sorry if you don't agree with that. I don't care. Go read the book. Don't read it much, though. Read this book. 
This is our playbook. You know, we don't want to major in the devil. We minor, we major in God. We major in God's word. But you have to know a little bit of that stuff just to let people know this is of the devil. But what, what, what do we expect? At the end of the age, God is going to divide the, the sheep from the goat, the wheat from the tares, the righteous from the wicked, the left from the right. I, I've asked God, God, does that mean the left? I don't know. I don't know about that part. Because I know you can be on the right and be lost. Big time lost. It has nothing to do with that. But I know God's going to divide those that are for me from those that are against me. So you know what's happening is the devil's servants are lining up, getting ready for their assault, and, but God's kingdom is greater. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I wouldn't pass up these days for anything in the world. You know, let me tell you what happened. We're coming back. If I had known this, we would have flown there. But we were in Homa Bay, Kenya, where we had the crusade. And we had to drive all the way to Nairobi. And it's way all across the country. And they wanted to take us. It was the last day, so I'm allowed. Okay, the last day on the trip back, a quick safari. Just a quick one. Didn't last all day. It was really quick. But the guy showed us everything. So, you know, we saved thousands of bucks. Got people to go for five-day safaris. I saw everything in just a half a day. Anyway, I don't even know why I told you that story. But I'm driving. Why did I tell that story? You don't know why? <laughs> anyway, we, he took Oh, now I know. Okay, so we're driving. And when we leave the safari place, we're, we get back on... Well, it's not a main road. You know, there's no main road. Well, maybe there is a main road. But, it, it, but you should have seen the road we're on. It's a road that's just bumps. It's just hills and valleys, bumps. And it's just all the way up and down, crashing. So anyway, we make it. One o'clock in the morning, we get to Nairobi. We go to bed. The, the guy calls us the next day. He says his van that we were in. All he did was get up and crank it up and take his kids to school down the hill and, it, and the axle or something fell off and he crashed. And he told me, he said, David, do you realize when we were coming back on that high, as we were approaching Nairobi, if that thing had crashed, we would have been over the cliff. You'd have been a dead man. I said, thank you, God. So I'm telling you, God will save you. God will deliver you. God will keep you. This is not a time for us to get knocked off. We ain't got time for that. We got to do the will of God. But I just rejoiced. What was holding it? What was holding it? You know, I don't know. God was holding it. And yet their missionaries have testimonies like that all the time, don't they, David? Where God, you go with God's agenda, God will take care of you. You know, wherever you go to the ends of the earth. I remember when I was a little kid, Said, God, you'd send me anywhere but Africa. You know what I mean? Do people, anybody else say that? I ain't going to Africa. But actually, I was prophesied 30 years ago that one day I would go to Africa. And the lady looked at me and said, one day. Well, it happened 30 years later. Don't give up. Eternal life. That's the promise. Abundant life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have what? Life and have it more abundantly. Let me put it this way. Abundant life begins with the knowledge of our possessing eternal life. If you know you're going to live forever, man, you can. That's pretty awesome. Because those who believe in him, though they die, they shall live. They will never die. 
We, that is the greatest of all the things God has given us. I know forgiveness is pretty awesome. Salvation. But eternal life. We get to live forever. Have you, I mean, I know we don't think about it much after we're saved. But when you get close to the end, you're going to think about it. It ain't the end. You get to live forever and ever and ever and ever. And it's a promise that's going to be kept. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And then the next thing, look what he gave in verse 14. So he gives eternal life. The next thing he prayed, I have given them your word. And we, we'll talk about the rest in a minute in the world has hated them. But he's given you the words. Now the word of God reveals the personality of God. Jesus said, I'm the word. I'm the truth, right? In the beginning was the word. And so the word Jesus points to the Father, so it reveals the Father. If we want to know the Father, get to know the Son, right? So there's the personality of God. Also in the word of the promises of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen. So be it. The promises are real. God is faithful. He will not fail what He's promised you. But also the, and we sang about it in one of the songs this morning, the word of God speaks of the potential of who we are. And who we can become if we'll trust in Him. You know what? We're new creations in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. But then there's one more thing that the Word of God assures us we're going to have. Guess what that is? Yes. Look in verse 14. I've given them your Word. And the world has hated them. The more of the Word... In your life, and the more you're standing on the Word, the more you can expect the pushback and the assault of the enemy. Many people are not being persecuted because there's nothing to persecute. If you desire to live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. So there's a rising hatred in America. Well, you know, it's just going to parallel with a rising love for God and a love for righteousness and a love for the truth. I tell you, it's going to cause more people to stand on the truth than ever before. I believe it's going to have just the opposite of what the enemy. Now, there's going to be many that will fall away. We'll talk about that in coming weeks. That's going to happen too. You know, how many of you know that? It's a great falling away from the faith. They used to tell me that doesn't really mean what it says. It really means what it says. But there's going to be persecution because of the word. Not because we're hot stuff. You know that. Say, I'm really not that hot. But Jesus and his word in me is. And we know the persecution comes because of the word. So some people will say, well, maybe I shouldn't read the word. Then, you, then you're going to just perish and you're going you're gonna to shrivel up and you're going to be worth a flip. So it's better to be strong in the word. And, and the resistance is a badge of honor that you can carry with you through this world. Thank God. For persecution. Amen. How many of you are thanking him for? Well, you may not now, but if you would learn to do it, it'd be it'd help you. We're to boast in our weakness. I, I feel pretty weak right now. I'm boasting. Thank God I'm weak. Because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. This American thing is you got to be some big time strong, you know. It ain't worth a flip. Listen, Jesus knew there's no good in man, period. He said, why are you calling me good? There's none good. No, not one. It's the Father. And so the greatness of the goodness of man is still not too hot. It's the goodness of God in us. And then verse 11, the next thing. 
Now I know that you're no longer in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you've given me. In other words, keep. He's prayed that he would keep us through his name. Now, the word kept. One of my favorite scriptures. You can look it up later. It's 1 Peter 1, 3 through 7. We won't read it this morning because I'm, I'm going to push on through this. But I am kept by the power of God Almighty through faith, ready to be revealed in the last days. So there, God's keeping me through whatever it is I'm facing. And it's going to be revealed. There'll be a time it will be revealed how God has been faithful. All the way through the journey. The word kept means to be a watcher in advance. That's what God is. God is a watcher in advance. I remember hearing the great, what was this, Wayne Gretzky? Is that the way? He was a great hockey player. And they asked him, they said, what's the secret to your being such a great hockey player? He said, well, most people go to where the puck is. I go to where the puck is going to be. And so God... Heads you off at the pass. He's already at the next trial you're about to face way before you get there, watching over you to make sure you have a path to get through it. Does that make sense? A watcher in advance, it also means to, to mount guard as a sentinel. We pass by. I'm surprised they allowed them to remain, but there's the, uh, what are they, checkpoint Charlie, those... Uh, Alpha, yeah, Checkpoint Alpha, the first one. You know, it's still there. The tower, we drove right by it where they had the wall, where the people tried to get out and they were being shot as they were trying to escape. You know, but God, has he's a high tower we can run to. Man, we can run. Our God, is he's watching, he's a sentinel, he's looking, he posts. And in the Greek, it actually speaks about posting spies at the gates to him in and to protect God's hemmed you in. You ever felt hemmed in before? Like you couldn't get out? Well, you don't want to get out of Him. Him. In Him is the best place to be. In Him is the best place to be. And there's a place of protection. You're going to need that. He is our guard, our keeper. Just say, I'm kept by the power of God Almighty through faith. Through faith. Ready to be revealed. In the last, it's ready. There's some things won't be revealed until the time. You'll say, God, where were you in this storm? One day you will see where you were and it will blow you away in him. Does that make sense? So that's pretty good. The next thing they prayed in verse 11, that they may be one. And we could read verse 20 through verse 23 talks about that I'm one in the father, that they may be one. Now, if the Lord prayed that, I've got confidence it's going to happen. I know right now it doesn't look like that prayer is being answered. Because the, the tactic of the enemy is to divide people, couples, whatever, divide. And then when he divides, what does he do? He destroys. You can divide and conquer. Exactly. Someone said that. That's a tactic of the enemy. It also, it is one of the greatest enemies of evangelism is the division in the church. They, that they may know me because you're one. God's going to do it. I remember when we were in Cuba years ago, we asked one of the pastors, why? How is there such unity in the church in Cuba? You know what he told us? He said, well, when you spend time behind bars with one another, 
You don't care about somebody's pet doctrines. I mean, you're, you're behind bars. You just want to survive in that place and get out. Anyway, I believe God's going to do it. You know, they were, it's a commanded blessing. There's commanded blessing when brethren dwell together. You know, that's where God's blessing. They were all in one accord in one place. We're in one accord in one place this morning. You, you know how? We're in one accord that Jesus is Lord. We're one accord that we need God. We're desperate. We're poor. We're blind. We're wretched. We need God. We need a Savior. And I'm telling you, He's going to show Himself strong. He's going to answer that prayer. And then the next thing in verse 13, that your joy would be fulfilled. Say fulfilled. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and what? Joy. What kind of joy? Joy in the Holy Ghost. I heard someone starting to erupt in joy in the Holy Ghost this morning, and I got excited. I said, God, more, more. We got to have this. It's not going to, you can't fake this. It's just like, she, this person wasn't faking. This was real joy in the Holy Ghost. And when we were in Germany, those guys weren't faking. You live, if you heard the testimonies, and now they're laughing. They weren't just laughing. They're rolling around on the floor over top of each other. It's the most amazing display of joy. And when they worship God, they're not worshiping to get God's presence. They're worshiping because God's all over them. And they can't help it. Worship is kind of just blowing out of them. They show up before the service. They're all in the front worshiping God. Say, God, when that's going to happen in America? He says, when I show myself strong in the midst of the people, they'll come. Not because they have to worship, because they can't stop, but they can't help but worship me. They're going to worship will come out of them. And if they can't get to a church, if they close the churches, they'll go to McDonald's and they'll worship the King of Glory. You can't help it. It's all inside of them. You know, I'm telling you, that your joy, and he doesn't even say, he speaks about your joy, but he talks about my joy. My joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not some human thing, you know. You know, there's a lot of the American church. When, when you go overseas, you see it. There's a lot of the stuff in America. It's coming down. It's got to come down. God, please hurry. Please don't let another generation. God, we got to have you. we got to have your presence. We just got to have the Holy Spirit. Lord, you did it before. You did it. I was bowing down where you did it in Herrenhood, Germany. God, do it again. We got to have you now. We can't keep hanging on here. You know what I'm, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. That the joy would be. And then the next thing in verse 17, it says, sanctify them. Set them. And that means to set them apart. Do you know what sets us apart in this hour? Look in verse 19. Just look at that. It says, uh, and for their sake I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by what? By the truth. Why do you think the devil is flooding the nation with lies? Because he, he knows he has only a short time. He knows what ultimately is coming. The way, the truth, and the life. So he's spreading forth, he's spewing out of his mouth. That's in the book of Revelation. A flood of lies so as to deceive, to try to head off. It ain't going to work. The truth will prevail. God's truth will prevail. 
His word is truth. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. And so, you know, when you begin to see the devil's tactics, it makes a lot of sense. You know, but he's a defeated foe. He knows he only has a short time. Anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun being on this side of the cross. You know what I mean? On this side of Calvary. Because we know who wins. We've read the end of the story. We've talked about that. You've talked about it. We know. I don't care what we face. Neither life, nor death, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. You can just go on and on and on and on and on. Nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 18, here's another thing that he prayed. There's only three more. As you have sent me into the world, I've, I also have sent them into the world. So he prayed that we would be sent. So what does that mean? That means we got it backwards we go to church, well, it's not all bad. We get to fellowship, love one another, and get instructions and worship. And, but we're sent ones. We're not those who are to go. We're those who are to be sent. And the only reason we come together is so we can be sent. Sent to the Ukraine. Sent to the Dominican. Sent. you got to go back to the Ukraine. Sent to wherever. We're sent ones. Now, you know, if you back that up, look in the... Uh, what verse is it over in verse, um, oh, is it verse 4? Yes, I have glorified you in the earth. I have finished the work which you've given me to do. Now, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Now, he said, I've finished it. I'm telling you, I, I, I've always believed this. Those of you that have been around, you know, Tony and Linda, remember, we used to talk about this in the warehouse I believe with all of my heart there's going to be a day before the Lord comes back where just like the Lord said, it is finished when he was going to the cross. The, the church on the earth, there will be a testimony shouted from the church, it is finished. We did what we were sent to do. I didn't hear many amens. Jesus said, as my Father has sent me, so send I you. If he finished it, we're going to finish it. We're going to do what God's called the church to do. That, what do you think the Holy Spirit's all about? Empowering the church. Not to be a defeated bride that just slips in by in the back door, but rises up in triumph. A church that's without spot and blemish. That does the will of God. That's who goes to heaven anyway. Not those who called Him Lord, but those who did the will of their Father. They are the ones that will go to heaven. It's all in the book. And then number, number eight, got two more. And that's over in verse 24. He said, with me, where I am, that you would be with me and that you would behold my glory. In other words, as he is in the world, so we're to be. And that means wherever we are in the world, if he's with us, he said, I prayed that you would be with me. That means wherever we are, there he is. It really is true that we're never really alone. It really is. We may be lonely. And many people in America are lonely. They can be in a crowd. and be, There's some people here today, I guarantee you, they're lonely. But if you know who's with you, you're never alone. You're never. I don't care where you are. You can dig yourself a grave. That's what David said. Though I go into the lowest parts and all this stuff, my God is with me. And he's with you. And he's going to be with you until the very end. 
God will not bail out. God will not quit. He'll stay the course with you. How many of you know that? I'm just going to believe that kind of stuff. I'd rather believe it than be some doubter, you know, some doubting Thomas. I'm glad my name ain't Thomas. Now, if there's any Thomas, forgive me here. You're just the opposite of you. You're not a doubting Thomas. You're a believing Thomas. Amen. There are other Thomases in here too. I didn't mean to even say that. That's not in the notes. But most of this stuff ain't in the notes. I want to get to the point. I want to do my part. You got to study. You got to pray. You got to work to show yourself. You know, you, you can't just be some lazy bum. You know, well, I'm just going to wing it. You know, that's not, I'm telling you, I reject that. You know, I'm just going to stand up. God, You do your part. You study. You pray to show yourself a worker. Need not to be ashamed. But I pray I get to the place where I do all that stuff and then get up here and just let her rip. You know what I mean? What did Bobby say? You pack it in, he'll pull it out. I believe. You pack it in, God will pull it out. But where he's with us. Man, if we could just get that one thing, God is with me. Almighty God is with me. It's a game changer. And he is. And then the last thing in verse 26, these are like nine prayers that he prayed for us. And I declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. You know, We've been, those of you that have been around, there's a concept that's been presented to us by two different people. I believe everyone that God sends this way has a word, has a message in season. And Vaughn, Dylan's father, presented this to us about the first love. And I, you know, and I mean, I may have heard that before. There's some things you may have heard, but then you hear it. You know what I mean? You hear it really. And that's why I heard Vaughn. He say, first love. It's not our loving God. It's God loving us. And it registered in my heart. I said, wow, it's good. And then I heard it again loud and clear. I know where it was. It was in Germany. That was, that was the message that this man who's going to come here, that's what he has. It's God's loving us first. And I tell you, if you can understand that, it's not a, I can't love God. It takes God to love God. I've got to have God's love for me. He's got to love me so that I know I can love. And it flows out of me, the love of God. Anyway, we're starting to get it. We're going to get it. I, well, I pray we get it because we got to get it. Because God is love. Not about our doing our own thing. Nothing, there's nothing we can do. I used to, I remember taking notes in seminary years ago. Man can do nothing, nothing. And I remember, it's like it's, it was written in my heart. Nothing. And I've never forgotten, you can do no thing. The flesh is no good. No thing. But God can do all things. God can do all things. And we trust Him. But we need His love. And you know what the prayer Jesus prayed? Is that the love, not only that God loves us, but that that love with which He loved Him would be in us. That would be pretty powerful if nothing else happens today. But if God would deposit in each of us the same love that the Father had for the Son would be in us. That's what I'm going to ask Him to do. He's going to be faithful. I came back. I don't know what happened when they prayed for us. I don't know what happened when I knelt down there and asked God, 
I don't know what happened, but I'm telling you, it happened. I don't care if I felt a river or flood. I don't care what I felt. God hears and answers my prayers. And he hears and answers your prayers. He's a faithful God, ready to be revealed by faith. There's faith involved in this. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Who cares if you see anything? Let's believe God. Let's believe God. Lord, we just pray this morning in the name of Jesus. God, I pray all these things that you prayed for us in John 17. Lord, let it be done in every one of these, those watching by web stream. Lord, I ask you to give us that same love. Let that love be in us, the same love by which you love the Son, that that love would be in us, that we would be one in him. Lord, thank you that you have sanctified us. You have set us apart by your truth. Lord, give us that love for the truth. Lord, give our families, our children, a love for the truth. Give our nation, America, one more time, God, a love for the truth that our nation would be saved. God, we remind you, you said it's not your will that any should perish. None should perish, even the most hard-hearted. We've seen the hatred on display. We've seen the hardness. God, we ask you to break the hardness of their heart. With the love of God, come, Spirit of God, touch America once again. We believe you, Lord. And I thank you, God. I pray, pour out your Spirit across the land. God, as you did it, Time and time again in history. And David reminded us early about Pensacola. He was saved in Pensacola. God, we thank you. That impacted our lives, impacted many. Thank you for what you did in Toronto. Thank you for what you've done time and time again, the great awakenings. Thank you, God. But thank you for this hour that we're living. We are the, we are the sons and the daughters of this hour. And God, we ask you to release fresh in this place a fresh baptism of the love of God and a fresh baptism of the Spirit. Let the joy of the Lord erupt in the hearts of your people and across the land, God. God, I thank you. You promise when darkness comes in, then you're going to rise up. So, Lord, we ask you to arise in the midst of your people, Lord. And we stand up and say we will arise because we're your sons. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask you to encourage the people this morning. Give them faith. Stir their faith. I rebuke every discouragement. I rebuke every doubt. I break every work of delusion, any deception. Right now, we, we pull it down. God, we're being inundated with lies 24 hours a day. So, Lord, we ask you to, to somehow give us an immune system. And your word is the immune system from the truth, from the lies. The truth is the immune system. Lord, I ask you to flood our minds with scriptures. I ask for an anointing for this hour. That God will we'll be dreaming about scriptures. I'm asking you, God, you put this in my heart right now. I'm asking you to release an anointing for people to dream about scriptures. Dream about the word. God, I pray that in conversations, the scriptures will come back. Some we never even memorize, but they're in our spirit. Bring them out, God. Bring them out. You said you would bring us all things to remembrance, the things that you've taught us. And we ask for that in this hour.
for an anointing and a refreshing. Everyone in this room, everyone watching. Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. And we want to pray right now. If you're watching or if you're in this room, you never met Jesus. So I don't know if I'm saved. You talk about all this stuff. I don't even know if I'm going to heaven. You can know this is the hour of salvation. This is the day. And everyone that calls upon his name shall be saved. Let's all stand and, and just pray this out loud, if you would, with me, to pray for those that, that need a Savior this morning. Just pray, dear God, just say that. Dear God, say it with me. Just pray as a reconfirmation of your faith. Dear God, we need you. I need you. And I believe in Jesus. That he is the son of God. That he died on the cross and rose from the dead. And that he lives forever. I confess my sin. And I acknowledge I need you. I can't save myself. I can't help myself. I need help from above. And right now by faith, I choose to turn my life over to you. I turn from my sin. I repent. I turn. I forsake the world. And I take up my cross. And I acknowledge you, Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. From this moment on, I will follow you. I will not be ashamed of you. I will declare your Lordship. Now fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with fire from above. As the Spirit has come in me, I pray the Holy Spirit come upon me and anoint me Send me, use me to do your will, to bring you glory. And I thank you, God. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. I thank you for the love that you have for me. Not because of anything I've done, but because of my trust in you. Thank you for the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just ask you to flood people with joy, with hope. God, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for this hour that everyone, each of us get to live. And some maybe didn't, hadn't been where I've been lately, but they're sent ones. And God, the little things are big things. You're in it. So I thank you, God. Our little things are big in the eyes of God. There are no little things. Walking across the street, saying something to someone in a store is just as important as preaching to multitudes in a foreign land. It's wherever you are that we are. Oh, God, thank you for that promise. Not only where, but as you are in the world, so we shall be. It's Jesus in us that the world needs to see, that America's looking for right now. Thank you, God. Help us today. Help people watching, people in this room. 
I just see right now, I'm just that the Lord's coming alongside. I know that's part of what the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, but I see him coming alongside and he just put his arm around a whole bunch of folks in this room. I see that clearly. And he's pulling you close to him. He's saying, you thought you were far away. I'm pulling you in. You ain't getting away from me. And I don't know if he used the word ain't or not, but that's what I'm saying. I see, I hear, you're not getting away from me. I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. And I'm going to show you how much I love you. And I thank you, God. Lord, do that. I just want us to pray. I, I see, oh boy, Chuck Schumer. I see some of those people that are so hard right now. God, I pray for Chuck Schumer. I don't know if anybody in America is praying for him, I, but I pray for him. And this lady, I forget, Diane Feinstein. And others whose faces were so hard. Oh God, I don't understand how they can be so hard. But I pray, God, we intercede for them. God, we ask you to break the hardness and give them a revelation of the love of God. We pray for their souls. We pray for those that are caught up in a political system that is in league with the devil and it's so plain to see God I thank you that just because we're on the other side that doesn't mean we're not God we're in league with you and your kingdom it's not about a political party it's about the kingdom of God that lives within us God would you let your kingdom come to those that are so far away from you right now would you draw them all over America we pray for the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to fall upon the, the, the halls of Congress, the Senate chambers, the governor's mansions. Lord, we're serious. I see this. Mayor's offices. God, we pray for the... No one can come to you unless you draw them. We ask for the drawing of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit upon the land. God, the people that are protesting some of them being paid God whether they're paid or not visit them God break the yoke of chains of darkness off of them God we don't know how dark it's gonna get but let the light be so bright it'll be irresistible let your glory flood the church in this hour God in the name of Jesus from Washington to Florida to Maine to Vermont to Arizona, New Mexico, California, Texas, God, Louisiana, Minnesota, God, all these places, Indiana. Lord, do it. Thank you. Thank you. We get to live in this hour. 2018, most exciting time to live in history.